done so okay. many have you done so many interviews in your life in one day as yes. you've done today? Yes, yes. <laughs> and in both languages. Yes. <laughs> Not easy. Oh no, no, it's facile. <laughs> but if I am I have more journalists in Spanish than in English. What do you English So how do you feel your car is for the race? Right? At the moment, really good, honestly. We we had a decent qualifying. Uh, maybe we could do better because our car is is good. Maybe for a top 20, but honestly, in the two hours we had problems. Uh, not big problems, but it it's, wasn't perfect, honestly. Uh, but I think we had a car to do a decent race. Of course, it's my first in the country. It's a long race. It's a really difficult race, but we will do our best to finish the race in the best position possible. Juan Manuel Fangio started out in stock cars, then went into Formula One. I mean, are there still people in, in Argentina talking about Fangio? Yes, of course. Fangio is our hero. He's our best driver in the in the history. Uh, and of course, this is the big driver we had. Uh, in my in, in my case, it's a weird situation because I did always uh, I drove always touring cars. Now I have this opportunity. In a, of course, uh, it's a huge a huge difference. It's a big step, but I am here trying to do my best. It's ages, mid eighties, we had a great South American, mostly a junior Formula Three championship. And even a chassis builder beating the British one, Oreste Berto. Is he uh -huh. still existing? Who? Oreste Berto. He, he built open wheel Berta. cars. Ah, Berta. Berta, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. Yes, he. Uh, he... Lauri drove for him and Fernando Crochero. Yeah, yes, <laughs> of course. These drivers, uh, I think, were competing with Helio in yeah, Formula yeah. 3 of America in yeah. the 90s. Yeah. yeah, yes, I know them, of course. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. had Renault engines, yeah. and Cocheri came over to Europe and raced Formula 3000, what is now Formula 2 with the Dallara. Unfortunately, the car was not very good. And Larawi went up to F1, and then uh, Group C is not the racing with Stryker Blue. Yes, true, uh, yes, yes. So true. maybe we see you also one day in Europe? Me? Yes. I don't think so. <laughs> well, everything is possible in motor. Yes, I am here, so yeah. <laughs> everything is possible. Tal vez no lo sepa, pero en ese equipo que él habla del auto de Berta, estaba tu viejo. Sí, sí, claro, claro. Pero si me pongo a explicar todo eso en inglés, no te lo llamas. Sweet. Questions? I think in the Simpsons. Arranca con el Ranked se están esperando. Spanish. Spanish. ¿Qué pasó en el box ahora? ¿Hubo alguna novedad o no? ¿En el box? Sí, digo, ¿hubo algo nuevo en el de reto que es para mañana? Eh, sí, la verdad es que el auto ahora tiene motor nuevo, tiene la caja repasada y es como que se vuelve a armar para lo que va a ser la carrera del domingo. Mañana se prueba en el Carburation Day, se ajusta los detalles finales y ya como queda el auto va para el domingo. Eh, ahora se empieza a trabajar muy finito, igualmente es complicado porque mañana el Carburation Day no es el mismo clima que la carrera, normalmente pasa lo mismo siempre y es fácil confundirse. Es como un warm-up el domingo a la mañana antes de la final del mediodía. Eh, siempre el clima es tan distinto que como que te sirve más para chequear que esté todo bien que los ajustes que puedas hacer. Así que en eso estamos, tratando de... Nosotros igualmente estamos todo el tiempo en progreso, en desarrollo, no es como los equipos grandes, 
Eh, así que igualmente mañana, a pesar de las diferencias climáticas, vamos a usarlo para, para probar algunas cositas de cara a la carrera. ¿Estaba planificado que iba a encontrar alguna merma en el motor? ¿Estaba planificado? No, es normal, todo el mundo ah, lo hace. Claro, es normal. Eh, todos, todos cambian motor para correr eh, en base a lo que venían usando. Es algo que lo hacen todos los equipos. Yes, what is the question? Said you raced in production yeah, yeah. So you have a national touring car? Yeah. yeah, yeah, So I always drop in the touring cars there, uh, with, but we have there uh, many categories. Okay. For example, I, I won 15 Argentinian championship, but in three or four different categories. Okay. The motorsport there is really important. Yeah. We have a lot of uh, cars, a lot of categories racing there. And so nobody knows Uh, here the the motorsport in Argentina, but in our country the motorsport is really important. What about Victor Rossi? Yes, of he course. Still has a team He's there? a team owner now, yeah. and he he drove for my dad in the yeah. past in Europe. So yes, I know he them. He was him. very popular in Europe, mega popular. Yeah. 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 He, he was, was a good driver. A little bit crazy, but he's a yeah, good driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He won races against Senna. Yes, I know. Yeah, I, I know his history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. yeah. good driver. No sé si lo querés contestar en, en inglés, Agus, pero ¿qué, ¿qué clima sentís, a diferencia de otras fechas de, del campeonato de Indicar, qué clima sentís entre los pilotos que hay, si hay alguna diferencia en lo que se vive en el fin de semana o en la previa? Sí, se vive. O sea, vos cuando estás acá, un poco en Texas también pasaba, pero acá pasa más. O sea, te subís a algo que sabés que es muy rigoso. A mí me pasa eso y todos somos conscientes de eso. Fíjate, lamentablemente, lo que le pasó a Wilson. Y fue el único accidente que hubo y en el único accidente hubo una lesión importante. Creo que, igualmente, en lo personal no es que me pienso subiendo al auto que me estoy subiendo a lo más riesgoso que existe porque si yo no me subiría ni podría hacerlo bien. Pero sí que vos sos consciente todo el tiempo de que estás en algo que es riesgoso de verdad y se siente mucho la velocidad. Yo nunca sentí nada ni parecido pero ni parecido. Eh, pero bueno, después, por lo menos yo entro en la vorágine y lo único que quiero es andar rápido y tratar de hacerlo bien y buscar a ver en qué puedo mejorar. Pero sí, a diferencia de lo que hice siempre, vos acá, cuando ves que estás llegando al límite o que estás por tocar el límite, te tomás un margen. Eh, seguramente con los años, con el tiempo, empezás a coquetear más cerca con ese límite. Pero ahora yo cuando veo que está por pasar algo o siento que puedo llegar a cometer un error, salvo en la clasificación... Eh, trato de evitarlo por ejemplo la clasificación fue el único momento que pasé el límite y la saqué baratísima ahora ya aprendí que, que de vuelta no quiero que me pase porque si ese momento me salía mal perdía el auto y le pegaba de frente a la pared y capaz que no estaría acá hablando con ustedes, es la realidad eh, bueno, es lo que tiene claramente esto y por eso lo hace tan distinto a todo lo demás Ir en pelotón cambia totalmente el auto, la aerodinámica. Mañana vas a seguir probando eso. Es lo que te falta todavía aún más experiencia. ¿Cómo lo fuiste? Sí. ¿Cómo cambia el auto y demás? Cambia muchísimo. El aire sucio es, es el arte del óvalo. Aprender a ir en aire sucio. Y, y es muy difícil pasar. Muy difícil. Inclusive me llamó la atención lo difícil que es pasar. Se lo pregunté a Hunter Ray, que muy amablemente me contestó el tema. Y me dijo, mira, Ganador acá. Ganador. Cuando yo gané en el 2014 era mucho más fácil que ahora el tema del aire sucio así que eh, bueno indudablemente es algo que ha pasado por lo que me cuentan con estos nuevos autos y sobre todo desde que se implementó el aeroscreen el aire sucio es 
es impresionante y, y bueno, es como que la posición en pista importa mucho más de lo que yo pensaba y de lo que pasaba antes, porque es tan complicado pasar que avanzar en el pelotón es fundamental si vos querés un buen resultado. Uno cuando trata de analizar un poco tus actuaciones, tiende a decir cosas basado en, en la perspectiva que le da a uno, ¿no? los, los pocos conocimientos que a lo mejor pueda tener afuera, pero luego te escuchas hablar algunas cosas como decías en esta semana acerca de prepararse en las entradas, en las salidas, este, la velocidad en, en el pitlane. Eh, ¿Cuáles son entonces ahora esta lista de, de actividades que tú sabes que te tienes que enfocar más que a lo mejor que lo que se ve, ¿verdad? Al estar corriendo y dando vueltas. Mira, en lo que es pit stop estuve analizándolo mucho. En la salida de boxe me faltan tres décimas más o menos, pero en, en, y, en la, y en la entrada me faltó un segundo con lo mejor. Eh, por lo que observé los parciales pero nada más parciales estoy por delante de Calum o sea como que también hay un factor de auto que uno bueno sabe que tiene un límite porque si quiero bajar un segundo en la entrada pero estoy adelante de mi compañero de equipo probablemente me accidente entonces no puedo pretender bajar un segundo voy a tratar de bajar unas décimas y lo mismo la salida y la parada de la aproximación al pit porque al estar asimétrico el auto es muy fácil ir a la izquierda muy difícil a la derecha y encontrar esa presión de freno no es sencillo aparte si te excedes llevas un mecánico puesto, entonces así te puedo contar mil cosas que uno va procesando todo el tiempo, va trabajando y bueno, eh, hay que ir de a poco por lo que te digo, un poco lo mismo acá no te puedes equivocar, un error en Indy es carísimo eh, vuelo otra vez al accidente del 1, fíjate como un detalle al pobre Stefan Wilson le cambió hasta la vida porque te quebraste una vértebra entonces eh, es como que acá no, no podés excederte tenés que buscar el límite pero sin equivocarte y eso es más difícil porque vos en una pista te pasás de largo y bueno, y seguís adelante, pero encontraste el límite. Acá encontrarlo lleva mucho tiempo y, y hay mucho riesgo en el medio. Algo también que a veces se nos olvida, tú lo estás viendo ahora, es que en las prácticas se usa una entrada de, claro. de pits completamente diferente. Recién el lunes empezamos a probar la verdadera entrada de boxes. Y entonces ahí, ese cambia completamente tu, tu cero en, en, en la cabeza. ¿no? Tal cual, tal cual, y es todo un aprendizaje que estoy haciendo desde cero. Pero bueno, para mí fue una satisfacción que la primera vez que tuve esa entrada de boxes pude quedar en una posición decente y hasta por encima de calma. Pero bueno, para llegar a eso hay mucho trabajo de todos los días, de tratar de analizar todo, porque lo que yo trato de hacer es acortar todo lo posible el tiempo de aprendizaje, que es lo que estoy todo el tiempo haciendo, porque tengo poco tiempo, no tengo experiencia y quiero aprovechar la oportunidad. Bueno, en ese combo estoy. ¿Y en qué momento encuentras algún tipo de relajación o descanso? Porque el mes ha sido... Se lo dije a Leo el otro día, eh, descansar y, y relajarme ya ni me acuerdo cómo era. <risa> Desde que arrancó esto en diciembre que Ricardo me dijo, tenés la butaca, no paré y no paro, porque mi cambio es tan grande para mí, tan inmenso, que si me quiero relajar pierdo tiempo en progresar. Así que soy así, yo siempre fui así igual, pero es como que ahora es al cuadrado. Agustín, hoy hablamos con un montón de, de pilotos y dijo, todos te acompañan en que el tema físico es súper normal, que, que va a llevar un tiempo sorprendido por las cosas que han dicho de vos, McLaughlin, Dugarin, sinceramente, personalmente, sorprendidísimo. ¿Cómo estás hoy físicamente? Y si en, en Indianápolis es más físico o la adrenalina y la, la parte mental es lo que va desgastando el físico, no tanto la fuerza física. ¿Cómo es el tema hoy por hoy? ¿Cómo estás? ¿Desde dónde arrancaste? No, mucho mejor, muchísimo mejor y bueno, he podido terminar todas las carreras hasta el momento que al principio me parecía imposible, de hecho cuando di las primeras vueltas en Sebring el año pasado daba cuatro vueltas y no podía ni, ni hablar, ni respirar, lo mismo en San Pete cuando empecé 
Estoy mucho mejor y, y ya por lo menos tengo una base que puedo terminar carreras bien, como me pasó en Barber y como en Indy GP. Así que, bueno, tengo que seguir progresando. Igual en el óvalo es menos físico. El problema del óvalo es que es mucho más riesgoso para el físico si pasa algo. Y la carrera es muy larga, entonces mentalmente es durísima. Pero, pero bueno, mejorando, estoy en una buena base y tengo que seguir mejorando. Tengo que seguir corriendo carreras, seguir entrenando duro. ¿Cuál es el plan de carrera normal de lo que sería en tu primera participación en Indy 500? ¿En qué sentido? Un plan de carrera, ¿cuál sería? ¿Tratar de dar vuelta, dar vuelta en la no, primera no. parte del steam? ¿El otro día completaste un steam? Sí, no, voy a tratar de ir para adelante. O sea, yo no lo vengo diciendo, ya no quiero venir a simplemente ver la bandera a cuadros. Eh, ya lo hice en Indy GP, pude atacar, pude pasar autos, embargo un poco también. Y ahora mucho más, quiero, quiero ir para adelante como, como me gusta correr a mí siempre. Obviamente, hasta donde me dé el auto, hasta donde me dé la posibilidad de la carrera. Pero, pero no, voy a alargar tratando de, de avanzar, de, de ir progresando durante la carrera. ¿Qué significa eso, Agustín? Hoy Canán dijo, si Canapino se queda un año más, eh, gana carreras. <risa> McLaughlin, eh, Newgarden dijo que cree que nunca vio un piloto que lo sorprendió tanto en tan poco tiempo sin experiencia en Open Wheels. ¿Qué significa para vos? Lógicamente manteniendo los pies sobre la tierra. No, eh, una motivación enorme, Mauro, ¿te imaginas? Eh, yo vengo, es la primera vez que tengo la chance de de medirme realmente afuera, porque todo lo que había hecho hasta acá había sido voy vengo, muy esporádico y, y nada más. Esta es mi primera real oportunidad y, y para mí es una motivación enorme, porque no te voy a mentir, yo pensé que no lo iba a poder hacer. Yo pensé que no lo iba a poder hacer. Me parecía todo tan lejano, todo tan difícil, que en todo momento pensé que esto era imposible. Y ahora ver que, bueno, eh, se puede, me motiva, me motiva a seguir dándole duro. ¿Qué leche elegiste? La entera. Estás, estás en el bolichero. Pasa que cuando me preguntaron, no entendía nada de lo que me estaban diciendo y le digo, dame la más popular, porque no sé, claro, en Argentina tienes, tienes dos nomás. Acá tenés dos millones. Así que elegí la más popular, la entera. La Igual si gano, dame kerosene que también me lo tomo. Dame una botella de, de lo que sea que, me, que le entro. ¿Qué mensaje le mandarías a los fanáticos que están siguiendo, que están desesperados por noticias tuyas? Un mensaje, no, el único mensaje que tengo es decirle gracias a todos los que se toman el trabajo de venir hasta acá, porque acá estamos lejos, en serio. Gracias, y por supuesto, ni hablar, a los periodistas que han venido, a todos los que están viniendo para acá, eh, es complicado venir hasta acá, no es fácil, somos el último país allá del mapa para abajo, queda muy lejos, la situación argentina es muy complicada en este momento, entonces... Les agradezco y bueno, le voy a poner todo lo que tenga. Todo, todo lo que tenga, quiero que sea la mejor carrera de mi vida. Así estoy pensando y así la voy a encarar. You know, it, it is certainly uh, very, very different, you know, for me, even just doing 10 minutes out there, it's a different, uh, you know, sitting in the car, seeing new faces, uh, obviously the engine is different, um, 
you know, the brakes feel different. Like the, the way the button, you know, everything feels different. The way the, and then, you know, the, the buttons feel to your th you know, thumbs through the gloves is different. The, it, it, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, look, as I said, you know, I don't want to overshadow, you know, what I think Steph has done and done very well at the last, you know, couple of weeks to get this, this team in the car to where it's at. I also, you know, know Ryan has done a, an exceptional job and, and um, having known Dennis for a long time um, and Don Cusick, who's obviously put together the package to, uh, to be here, it just felt right, you know, for me to step out. Um, you know, there was a, when, the, when the call first came, I will say that there wasn't a part of me that thought it wasn't right, you know, and that I was just going to accept my, that I wasn't racing and I was going to move forward and move into kind of a different phase in my mental process and the way the rest of my week was going to be. Um, but as I said the other day, and I still mean it, that you know, this felt like the right opportunity for me uh, to do something as well. And um, so ultimately, you know, I decided to jump back in. And yes, it is exciting uh, to, uh, to try something different. Um, so we'll see how the weekend goes. Uh, but so far, I've been very impressed. Um, not surprised, but impressed, you know, with, with Dryan Rambold and everything that they've done. I've been very impressed with Chase. Uh, I think Chase does an excellent job, you know, to rally the entire team. You know, Patio is the chief on the car. Uh, he and I work together at Ganassi. So a lot of familiar faces there too. Obviously the two engineers, Jeff on my car and Todd, both worked at Ray Hall for a long time. So those were familiar faces. Um, as I said out there, when you're around as long as I've been around, there's mostly the same guys all the time. Uh, but yes, it's exciting for me to, to try something different. You feel like uh, you have the freedom to do whatever you want in order to achieve something no i don't i don't look at it that way i'm, I'm here to fill up fill up a big uh, you know void for the weekend you know and ultimately next week you know we return right back home and go race to detroit so you know my job is to do uh to do staff and to do um care keepers and all the all the partners on this car uh, to do them proud and and try to put together a great run and to go forward in the race and You know, these guys have done a great job. I mean, you remember Santino last year and this car was, was up front with, you know, 50 to go. Um, so I, I feel I'm excited. Like, I do think it'll be pretty strong. I'm going to go blown by this guy on lap is two. Any, is the car any fast? I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you anything. Uh, <laughs> sure. Hey, they don't want to tell me anything. I can't tell you anything. <laughs> Graham, you said the car, everything is different. Do you feel personally a difference between Honda and Chevy engine where the Chevy is made? I don't, uh, you know, with all due respect to the situation, I really don't want to comment on any of that. Clearly, they're going to be different. Okay. They're different manufacturers and all of that. But, you know, as I said before, uh, you know, to respect both manufacturers, you know, I, I appreciate both of them giving me the chance to be here. And I certainly don't want to. Yes, okay. Get into much of that. And um, going back to the qualifying situation when you had all the problems, could you identify together with your engineer what was the main problem? Maybe weather related? Is that maybe a possibility? Because the cars are very sensitive. <coughs> yeah, but we, um, you know, we, we weren't fast enough, period, all week. 
You know, as I yeah, said. Yeah, there must be a reason. If you can figure it out, let me know. <laughs> because if we knew, we would have fixed it. That's been our problem, and it's not a problem of today. You know, last year we had two cars in the last row at RLL. So it's not a problem of today. It's a problem of the last few years. And even in 2021, you know, Dad keeps saying to me, well, 2021, you should have won the race. Yeah, but I still started 24th. I didn't. Driver, I wasn't fast. I, if your driver said the cars it's very weather sensitive, so it's maybe it's, it's no. Really the weather, the cars are very weather sensitive. The cars are very wind sensitive. The cars are very, you know, ride height sensitive. They're they're very, you know, RHR and I were talking about this. The cars of ten years ago were so much easier to drive. You know, these cars are not easy at all. Uh, I know it looks that way. It's 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 not. These cars have become animals to understand because of the mass and so many other things but to understand what it takes to be good and how to care for the tire and all of these things so they are very sensitive to everything um, but in lieu of that like you see in fast six or top 12 qualifying you know uh those teams could match their best pace of the morning right when they had the top 12 practice we went out we were 1.6 miles an hour slower so just to give you a and I wish we knew. You have to work to look for a solution. I, w I think we know. Okay. But it, yeah, I think I think on that side we know. So is it, is it fair to say that you know you have to you have a completely different mentality of how to approach the race this car than you would have? For sure. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, like you know, Christian, you know, I was of the frame of mind, you know, Monday afternoon that you know. Like in that practice session, you know, I bounced between the three cars to give input. You know, I was in the frame of mind that that was now my role was to help. But now my role is to go beat them. You know, so it changes like that. And, the, you know, there's no doubt I feel excited by the opportunity. I know they've had very strong cars. Um, but the mentality is different. You know, my job is turn from maybe a team leader to you know, a guy that wants to go win this thing again. Uh, not that that ever went away, but clearly I have a chance now, whereas I didn't Monday afternoon. So it is different, for sure. Have the last few days been a scramble for the little details, anything from seat fit to new fire suit, all that kind of stuff? You know, I, I think um, everybody at Dry Reinbold and, and uh, their partnership with Cusick Motorsports, I, everything so far has been really good, actually. It is very weird, like, and they will tell you that. Like, I certainly know as little about my car and the engine as I've ever known about anything I've driven in my entire life. But it's a race car, and ultimately, you know, you're going to go out there tomorrow and try to get it better and try to go, you know, perform on Sunday. But the, um, the I think they did a great job. I mean, you know, the steering wheel had a couple, you know, suggestions. Hey, let's put. The wheel was never going to be identical to mine, but hey, let's put this button over here. Let's do this just to, just to try to stop me from making an error. Uh, like, for instance, you know, their uh, pit lane speed button was where my radio button is, roughly. Well, I certainly don't want to hit those inadvertently. So, you know, we did a few things like that, but the seat fit went really well. And I'll, I'll you know, thank the guys at RLL, too, like Josh. And I know how hard this time is for them, um, but Josh and Sean Ford and, those guys brought over right away, you know, brought over my pedal faces, brought over, you know, my seat, brought over, gave measurements for my steering wheel spacer, gave, did a lot to make 
the transition a heck of a lot easier. Is it enough that you're going to feel comfortable in the race? Yeah, I mean, I already feel I felt comfortable there. Okay. I don't foresee. <clears throat> the only thing I can't do is is change the steering wheel. You know, so what I'm used to is going to be different than what I'm going to get. But we'll make it work. Whenever we talked at the end of your press conference on Tuesday, you said y'all were working on maybe getting Clay over to the spot for you. Is that official? Like, That's not going to happen. No, no. I'll use their spotters. You know, Dennis has a very close relationship with Aaron and Logan. And I think Dennis utilizes them a lot. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo Jo. Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. And again, every team is different. Um, but I think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stay the way it is. It, it, clearly, if there's an issue tomorrow or the communication stream isn't working, then we'll have that conversation at that time, and, and they know that. But for right now, our intentions are to stay as put. And Catherine needed, um, Catherine needed play in turn three. Um, so for, for her, I, you know, I want to make sure that she's in good hands there too. I'm sure after practice, all these the, the month they had that car ready for Steph. I mean, do you have you got a chance to kind of dive into similarities between maybe what that car was had to what you'd like? And I know you haven't been on track for car. You know, yet, honestly, like I don't know anything. Is there any input? I guess you can have. I've the, tried. I've I've <clears throat> I've asked some questions, but in 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 respect to the situation, it's not appropriate for me to push any harder. Sure. You know, and that's why that, you know, 15 minutes was important. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily need to go do a 30 minute session on my own and run around out there, but I did want to feel, you know, how does the car turn into the corner? You know, some guys like it where when you release the steering wheel, the car naturally kind of tracks into the corner on its own. I don't, you know, I'm a road racer at heart from my past, so I've never liked that. You know, some guys like it very, you know, right hand down. I remember Dan Weldon. You know, watching him, his steering wheel down the straight was like this, and when he'd get in the corner, it was straight. That visually messed with me a lot, so I never liked, you know, that. But, you know, maybe Steph did. So you're trying to understand some of that, but that's why, you know, I think that that 15 minutes right there was important. And it really all felt very similar. Steering weight, caster-wise, all that stuff, very close. Is there any benefit to the fact that it is simple because there's less information and less things, if that makes any sense? As I kind of said, in, in some ways it is nice that, you know, my job is to go out there and perform. I don't have a whole lot else to do than that. You know, just focus on when I get in. Is it comfortable for me? Is it not? Where's the car? How's it feel? Uh, and, and go race. How is your 
goal is to have like a solid chassis for the 500 because for a lot I gather you're dealing with a much older chassis that has done well in the past four. Yeah, it has done well. I was joking earlier that I've had like 10 drivers come up and tell me they drove this chassis, so <laughs> she's been used up a little bit, but um, <clears throat> but to the truth is, same at RLL, like we've got chassis 23 running around out here. That thing's been running around, I think I won Mid-Ohio in 2015 in that car, and that thing's been running around for a million years, so you know, once you get a good one, it's good, and uh, you know, it's a little bit different, I think, from what I'm understanding, just on its on its strength and stuff like that. But there's no issues at all with it. I think the guys have done an amazing job, you know, to prep that thing in a short period of time. And as I said, tomorrow we'll go out there and see how it is. Graham, I see your uh, the pit stop competition. So is that going to give you an opportunity to work with this new crew? For sure. And it's very different. You know, the way that they do a lot of stuff is very different. So I'm excited for that. Um, you know, they, we were talking about it coming over here, but you know, I've only ever had the signboard on my nose cone, only, you know, for 16 years. They do it off the left front tire, um, which a lot of people are doing nowadays. I've just never done it. So, like, to get more repetition and reps, you know, with that is, is important. Um, you know, but uh, it'll be nice. And those guys have done a great job. I mean, you look at historically, I think they were in the finals three years in a row. Uh, so... They do a good job, and I'm, I'm excited. I mean, first round, I think they got, we got what, Will Power? So not not an ideal pick for round one. Um, you know, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. You get to practice before? Just on uh, carb, just practice the carb day. I mean, the downside, the pit stop competition for a smaller team, and again, they've done great, but for a dry and Reinbold is most of the other teams will use backup cars that have you know square cambers and set up like a road course car so it's easier to stop easier to do stuff you know clearly we're going to be using the race car uh but that's there's no problem with that we're, we're excited so, a few years ago i remember seeing um, you and courtney leaving uh, some social event over at Malara, and she was driving the vet you were driving the acura we be able to sit in the same car this year take her car yeah, she said, you know, she, well, my father-in-law called me right away. And of course his first comment was about being a part of the Chevy family now. Uh, and you know, my wife's like, oh, now I can wear my team Chevy hat. And I said, look, just pause for a minute. Let's, again, in spirit, in, in the spirit of a relationship, I've had a wonderful relationship with Honda for 20, you know, 17, 16, 17 years. So uh, I certainly don't don't see that changing, but it is, you know. So you'll still be in separate cars. We'll still be in separate cars. <laughs> for now. Although, I mean, she's driving around the Honda. She looks good in it. So. Oh, I bet. She'll look good in any. Yeah. Uh, gosh, what was I about to ask you? Hold on. I lost it. Go ahead. Technical question. Everybody's got a Delara. You remember the years drivers brought their seats with them because of different cars? Yeah. So now, did they have to extend your wheelbase? What did Nothing, they do? no. No? No. No, pretty much most teams, I think, run long wheelbase here. Um, but we can run any, you know, really. Um, not a whole lot. Put a seat in. You know, Dr. Trammell, who's done amazing, amazing work. You know, this, this, the, the foam inserts <clears throat> have to be the same in every car. And then the seat sit in, you know, basically sits inside of that you know, foam. So they're all very, very close. Move the pedals a little bit, get the steering wheel up and down, closer to you, what do you want? You know, the headrest is the same, minus a little pad. Um, so it's, it's nice. No problems 
Not bad. I think we had one seatbelt adjustment just to tighten things up a little bit. That's it. The first driver I've seen today whose feet stick out from underneath the table. There's others. <laughs> <laughs> Some, their feet probably don't even touch the ground if they're sitting there. But there's others that can make it through, too. Any last question? Yeah, I got I thought what it was. It was with you and Steph being taller drivers. Does that give you any pause of the safety of the car? I know you've been dealing with back problems a lot. Yeah, um, no, it doesn't. Us, but... But right away, I knew, you know, when I saw the accident, I said to the guys on my pit stand, you know, that I was worried about his low back. <clears throat> because, unfortunately, being a taller driver, you know, as, as Justin Wilson once told me, being tall in this sport, you're never going to be comfortable. You know, and it's true. Um, and so, you know, I knew when I saw what happened, I was worried right away about a compression just because, you know, you, you lack so much support in your low back. And to get low enough or to get to where they want you in the car, you end up rounding your back a lot, you know, pushing yourself forward. And it just creates a very weak point. But, look, I don't know that that's ever going to change. That's the reality of it. I think the position that we're in now with the chassis, this chassis hasn't changed in a long time. I don't know when it will next. Um, When they do another car, it would be nice if they just made our life a little bit easier and made the thing a little bit bigger because there's no reason they can't. Um, but, you know, we did that back in 2007 with the Panos. You know, the Panos was very roomy. I mean, Justin was the mold, and uh, it worked well. So hopefully in the next one, next time around, you know, they, they take that into consideration. Thanks, man. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, United Rentals and, and Fifth Third Bank will be with uh, – you know, with us, I, I don't know what we love it. All right. If you weren't a race car driver, what do you think you would be? Uh, like serious one or silly one? Both. I mean, serious one, I probably would be involved in our family business. That makes the easy sense. Uh, it's a steel fabrication business in the UK. Sure. If it wasn't, if I wasn't being a driver, if I could be silly, I'd probably just be like a trading card collector. Okay, I was going to say you're like Jedi. I'd, I'd, if guess. I could be a Jedi Knight, that actually that might even supersede being a driver, in all fairness. So if, if that's possible, I'd ditch driving and just go and be a Jedi Knight just tomorrow. Yeah. Jedi Knight. No, Monday. We'll do the 500 and then we'll just switch to being a Jedi. Excellent answer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good luck on Sunday, Cheers. Cheers. The team was not able to identify your problems that you could. In the meantime, don't you find some To be honest, mate, we really haven't dived into any more from qualifying. Uh, I haven't thought about it that much more mentally. And we did what we needed to by the skin of our teeth. We got into the race. So therefore, as soon as quality was finished, we, th- we were prepping for that practice on Monday. And now we're getting ready for carb day. So it's definitely an area of immediate concern after we've finished the Indy 500. Could it be weather-related? It was much warmer than the days before. I mean, that's something that would have affected everybody, though, right? Yes. So, I mean, that's kind of a neutral... Just, or just the idea in which area you have to look. I think we're better when it's cooler. Uh, I think the car seemed to handle better. We had a bit more pace when it was that way. Um, yeah. Yep.
Oh, well, I'd probably try and avoid making the very first laps the ones in the race, right? Hopefully there's an opportunity to drive around before. Um, I think the thing about the speedway is it looks so big until you're just hurtling into turn one, then suddenly it gets super narrow. Uh, and I think just mentally, it just takes a second to be able to adjust to that and things like that. But uh, being able to breathe and just keep your eyes up the track, as we would say, and that basically means not staring at the front of your car, being able to look further down the track would be probably the best advice I'd have for someone. Thank you. Yep. Check, were you able to see what the aero changes that they made from more downforce? Were you able to see if they affected passing or? I mean, I, I think they have. I mean, we, I feel like even where we've been, we've been able to pass more cars and I wouldn't say we have the best car, I wouldn't say we have the worst car, but you know, there certainly looks like there's some very good ones out there. So I think between IndyCar and Alara, the changes that they've been able to bring, I do think have actually increased racing throughout the field in the last few years. If, if you're the front of the line or second, you can have a, you can dice with people, but otherwise it's really just about being patient where it has seemed like so far in practice at least, there's been a lot more overtaken. I don't know if that's your observation as well, but that's kind of what it's felt like from the seat. I think it was the third try, you know, we felt like we went out a lot uh, in the last chance qualify. I mean, we did three full runs and a cool down run. So to be honest, I actually didn't realize until I watched it back how close we were to the session being over. That's why after we finished our run, the first question I asked was how much time is left? Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You know, I asked the team on the radio, I said, do you realistically think there's a chance? And if they, if they didn't believe it, they hid it quite well, I would say. Uh, you know, they were like, yeah, we, I think we can if we can fix the balance. You know, we fix the balance and manage to, by the smallest of margins, get in. Um, I just felt like I did a good job of staying present. I wasn't worried about the what ifs in that moment. I was just worried about how's the car? What do I need from the car? What do I need from me? How am I going to drive? You know, ultimately the best four laps that I can. Um, I felt like they were as good a four laps as I've ever driven and they were obviously at a pretty big moment. So, um, you know, they're the moments as well. Where I say to my, my parents, my, my mentor Louise, thanks for helping me through years of support and experience dedication to this craft of being able to handle that moment. Do you think moments like that give you more confidence for the race? Yeah, I mean, honestly, in a lot of ways, I think I've mentally felt, well, not like relief's maybe a strong way of saying it, Um, but I think when you can can dig that deep, whether it's me or the team or everybody involved, really, kind of has to give you confidence into the race, right? Because you realise now what is possible and I'd want us to ultimately deliver them performances without our backs being so against the wall you know because that really was a must do situation not would like to do or we'll try our best to that like, it was quite clear either make it or you're out um so i think going into the race 
just for the mental side of it, I think we all feel like uplifted. Uh, but also because there was definitely periods of time and not just like a glancing thought, like minutes, you know, or, or pretty, pretty much the whole session, right? And actually pretty much from like Fast Friday, we were like, we're in trouble. We might not make it. Everything feels like a bonus now, you know, and this, what has happened with Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan racing from Friday, even now somehow until Tuesday at 10 a.m., like, is a script that couldn't have been written that if someone handed you it, you'd be like, well, this must be Hollywood because this never happens. Like, I will never, ever forget May 2023. Um, so going into the race, not that we're going to be reckless, but the level of pressure that I think is on us now is almost zero. You know, we just got to go out there, have fun, number one, by remembering this is meant to be fun. Uh, going out there and just seeing how it goes, you know, rolling the dice on strategy, going for not reckless manoeuvres, but aggressive manoeuvres, because it's really, you know, our May touch wood, as I say, it, but isn't really going to get worse from a performance stance. It's only going to get better. Our car looks better in race running, so why not? does it feel to have your usual teammates starting behind you? It's weird. See, I actually, I guess I had not really considered it until you said it like that. Um, yeah, it's odd. It's <laughs> kind of weird, honestly, seeing Graham, because the whole time I've been in America, he's, he's been racing with RLL, and I know that when he did, you know, Champ Car, that he'd ventured with different teams and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's just he's never not raced for RLL since I've known him or Honda. And now he's racing. I, I, it's just crazy. I will say, though, as a fan of a fan of Graham's, a fan of the sport, I thought it was great how Honda and Chevy were able to both come together to allow that to happen. Um, you know, because I think the first thing I hated what happened for Steph, uh, you know, and obviously wish him a recovery. And having been in a situation where you spent all year just working for the 500, I know that gutting feeling. Um, I was happy that Graham got that call because he also does deserve to be in the race, you know, in terms of his talent, his driver, the driver he is, sorry. I think he's super underrated professionally. Uh, I think he's massively underrespected as a person. So in the end, I was, I'm, I'm really, really chuffed that he's made it. It's just going to be weird seeing him in a different car than the 15, honestly. I have texted everybody I know at IndyCar <laughs> to ask if it would be possible to meet Adam Driver because I have never met anybody in a Star Wars cast. And I'm not just like a little fan. I would call myself a super fan. And if they can bring Adam Driver to the track and I don't get to meet him, I will be miffed. I think a lot of people come to IndyCar to meet their idols, and you've come to IndyCar apparently to now meet your idols. I know. Well, yeah, Luke Sky. You don't really want to be Kylo Ren because he's a baddie. Luke Skywalker's cool too, but he ended up a goodie. So I mean, I don't know. There's 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 balances, but I mean, I would love to. I'm serious though. I would love to meet Adam Driver. Um, I'm gonna bring my helmet from last year, which was a Star Wars themed helmet, and hopefully he'll scribble on it for me. That would be pretty sweet, but. I don't know, just 
I'm available if he's available. <laughs> your, your help for this year is obviously coronation. What went into that? Like, how did, this, how did the design come together? Well, I have to, to be honest, I was kind of struggling with what to want to do for the 500 this year. And I think after last year, I was like, oh, people feel like I should be doing like a themed helmet. And I kind of had tossed a few ideas around. And I, I guess I kind of had forgotten that the coronation was happening in May so then suddenly when I realized it was happening I saw I waited for the photos to come out and then Monday called my helmet painter Austin Poland and she said we got to do a coronation themed helmet you know whether and I know the Royals can be a touchy subject for some people but at minimum it is a huge part of my culture from the UK um, and to be able to share that and celebrate that which you know my mum and dad they've never seen a coronation before I think for a lot of people and we hope it is a once in a lifetime situation it was just cool to be able to celebrate the the history of the UK and what the UK is about and in the end it came together really well and I mean Austin nailed the design without doubt so yeah I was I was pretty happy that we have the opportunity to do that Coolio. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jay. Sorry to put my phone in front of you. You could have moved it to her. Oh, <laughs> Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!